Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Lake Show. I am very happy to bring to you a jam-packed episode. Are you serious? You know, you try to get some peace. Anyways, here we go. Hopsy's ice cream, what's a scoop? Hello? Hello? Is this salty? Yes, sir. Man, I'm doing the intro right now. But actually, we have a calling guest today, so maybe we talk for a second. I want to do it. Are you on your way here? Yeah, yeah, I'm on my way, man. Okay, did you grab my did you grab my mochiotto? <laughs> yeah, like, didn't have enough whipped cream for you though, so I, I went to a, a different spot. Okay, red velvet. Okay, I'll see you in a sec. Okay, perfect. Okay, bye. And there you have it, folks. An absolute interruption. I might have to start that over. Anyways, it's Lake Show. What else do you want to know? Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Salty, how are you doing today, my friend? Doing awesome, man. It's good to be back. Good to be reunited together live in person. It's fun to be back. It's really fun to be back. You know, it's always fun to be back. And I feel like we say that every episode. We probably will continue <laughs> yeah. to do that. Um, we have a fun one today, folks. We Jeez. have the man himself, Tim McAuliffe from Sportsnet's Tim and Sid calling in. And um, yeah, we're not going to touch too much into that. But uh, through a little bit of... Uh, I wouldn't say pesterization on Instagram. <laughs> I would, but... We sent a couple feelers out, a did a little homework, and we made this happen. And, and we're really excited. Uh, Tim, someone that me and Salty probably uh, spent a lot of time on the TV. Yeah. I, I, I know I, I've seen him growing up, basically, coming from the score over to yeah. Sportsnet. Honestly, kind of idolized him growing up and stuff. I used to listen to him all the time when I was a kid. You know, it was summer days from 2 to 5 on the score and would click in and out and listen to it. And then all the stuff he did on the score and Sportsnet now, it's been, it was... Pretty huge honor, and like you said, a little pesterization, maybe a little bit on Instagram, but um, I don't think we were bad. No, no, we would, no, I would just I would message him here and there and ask him if he was busy. I was trying to be nice about it, obviously, but we're you know trying to keep the grind going, keep and uh, mm-hmm. keep, I think he respected that too. He yeah. mentioned at one point. Well, I think he understood that and, we we gave him one message that kind of briefly explained, like, look, yeah. like we are a school podcast. We love to have athletes, students, student council, but you know we had Ivanka Osmak on once. That was fun. We'd yeah. like to reach out and have some other you know well known uh, personas come on. We had uh, we had Mike Commodore. Yeah, that's right. We were trying to get him hard. Maybe we still will. Hopefully that yeah. works out. I saw him at a Flames game at Christmas time. <laughs> he's got a picture. And him. I got a picture with him, yeah. and I brought it up to him, and he's like, "Yeah, oh yeah, the Lakers podcast." I remember. Yeah. And he said he remembers. I'm like, "There's zero. There's zero. He's smiling, waved under his teeth. Yeah, like, yeah, this yeah. guy's a loser. <laughs> so he'll probably never call us again. And that's on me, honestly. Hey, but it's one of those things you live shot. and you learn. Exactly. Um, but I mean. Huge respects to Tim for actually answering, taking the time, and we've messaged a couple times here and there, and mm-hmm. he finally, he's the one who reached out to us this time and said, hey, let's yeah. do this. I'm sorry for being so busy. Let's do it. So that's, that says a lot about his character and how he wants to give back to not only just youth sports, but also us as people are trying to, you know, crack into the business possibly. Absolutely. I think in, it was months ago when we originally messaged yeah. him, so we have kind of strung this along, and I think it's, you know, honorable of Sir Tim McAuliffe to, uh, I know, Come on, even Absolutely. though it was a month ago, months ago when we first made contact. So that'll be fun today. Um, add another one to the bank, and uh, the semester rolls on, Salty. And yes, so when are you heading out of town? Heading out of town very, very soon. Don't worry. Me and Salty have done this before. We've done the remote potting. Absolutely. And um, I think we're ready for it. <laughs> Zencaster.org. Oh, we have Every, to give them a quick plug because they've been helping us out. For not, sure. not an ad, just that's the site we use. Very yeah. formidable 
application for this sort of use. I don't know why I'm speaking like that. It's very <laughs> odd. I think I'm just trying to like boost up my vocabulary a bit for Tim. Like, Tim, yeah, I'm just yeah. trying to like, warm up for him and, and act like professional. The teeth, you know? the tongue, yeah. the eyes, and the lips. Like <laughs> I actually did my hair, and like, I'm not even gonna see him. He's just gonna call me, but I I spiked it. It looks, it looks good. phenomenal. It's all right. Oh, yeah. I probably use a trim. I was going to get one, didn't have time, so I right. definitely wanted to take some time to comb it right and stuff just because, yeah, the hair, you won't see it, but it's look good. Won't see my suit good. either, but hey. No, you look good, though. <laughs> Thank you. Salty Thank wearing you. a suit to the AC today. <laughs> for fun. I, I was trying to... I was trying to be one with Tim, you know what I mean, and, and prepare myself yeah. like I was him. Well, you look like a 1950s NFL coach on the <laughs> sidelines, beating players up with rolled up newspaper, <laughs> throwing probably like honey tea with ginseng in it. That's um, probably my fedora, of, but yeah. That's a hot, that's a, not a fedora. I'd say that's more like a, I, what do you call that? I think those are like whispering crest hats, they call them. <laughs> They're like Indiana Jones wore one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Salty's exactly. a lot like that. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> Pretty much the same person. Um, Playoffs coming up soon here. Yeah. We got a uh, lot of Laker action. A um, lot of teams kind of closing up, too. Yeah, it's exactly. it's It rolls on. The second half is crazy fast. So As we cool. record this, it is February 12th, next week's reading week. And that's – I always find reading week feels like it comes early. But it, it just yeah. shows you how quick the semester goes. And once that's over, you know, it's, it'll be a couple more weeks till you have, you know, those yeah. other midterms, more assignments, and then it'll be another little break. And before you know it right there, it's going to be exam time. Why do you think the second semester goes by so much faster? I, I always felt that even when I was in high school and stuff. Like the winter side of it just feels like it blows by. I don't know. It's that – I think it's that grind of like, you know, you got the, the whole school year ahead of you. True. Yeah, and then fair. once you kind of get to that halfway point, you know, you, you're – you're at the top of the hill. See the light. You, and you're coming over that crest, that horizon, you know. Maybe you can see the finish line. Yeah, that's true. That's and you true. come around on, anyways, you know. Whatever. Especially when you come from first year. Like, a lot of first years, when you're done here in, what, April? And you used to be done in June. Like, that's, it comes in so hot. Like, oh, it's yeah. yeah. And what comes in hotter is the summer. You're like, exactly, oh, my. Yeah. Maybe you forgot to apply for a job, and you're, <laughs> you're unemployed for a month. <laughs> and you're a month. Are we speaking from experience here, or is oh, this I've, just top of your head? I think... Now, not the first time I went to university, but one of the first times I was away from home and came back. Yeah. I, like, did no preparation in the job <laughs> field, and I didn't, like, have one I could return to. So, I remember coming back, and it was a war. Like, I actually, I honestly think I was, like, dressed nice, and I had, like, resumes in abundance in my hand. And I was walking the streets of Calgary. Like, so I was giving them to passerbyers. I was, like, at the corner. I honestly think I was, like, yelling for employment. Like Yeah, like those police call ads on the on the telephone. Place, literally. You know, like, you can pull out your number. Or, you know, like, you'll go hang down by the river. And hopefully, like one of the guys asks you to load up a barge, but he's only he's only picking fifteen yet, and there'd be like thirty six of us a day. So where'd you work? I'm joking. I made that. Oh, up. Okay. Yeah. Pretty sure my. <laughs> well, I hope so. But where did you work? I'll take you, 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 and you. <laughs> you guys, I'll try to get you in later in the week. And be like, ah, what are you gonna do all day? <laughs> Tell the missus you were working. No, you weren't. <laughs> Anyways, I, I, I love your imaginary way. voices are always Italian somehow. <laughs> Not Italian. I wish like, I could uh, do like Brooklyn almost. I wish that was the. I don't really. I think I make it up. It's like a morph right. of a bunch. But I always get chirped because when I try to do impressions, I'll like switch it six times in the span of a minute <laughs> speaking. So like it doesn't really impersonate much other than like that I'm an absolute mess. But whatever. We were way off topic there. Yeah. And I, I one time, you know, I hate doing. Um, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna point this out. I was gonna say I listen to an episode, and I just find like you know sometimes you hear is is the word cadence, right? So, yeah, yeah. Like sometimes uh, I feel like I've listened to a couple now, and it's like I feel like I say the same sayings too much. Hmm. Like if I say absolutely one more time, you just 
You reach over this microphone. It's so tough and you're just sock me right in the face. And you just want to be like, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, it's kind of like you're trying to act like. I think I say definitely a lot or something like that. I have a word too. I try to block it out. It's like, I can personally offer nothing more to the conversation. Like I have nothing (laughs) left. So I just give them like, whatever you just said is awesome. So I just give you an absolutely. (laughs) A big thumbs up. I don't see that thumb. Unreal, man. I get the thumb going too. I'm such a loser. I love them, man. It's all. Do you ever uh, think that if you saw like yourself from afar, would you hate yourself? Probably. Yeah, I probably would too. Yeah. Imagine being on camera, like look, I, like actually think about. It. Now that we're talking about Tim and Sid, like yeah, dude, like that'd be tough. Like always being on camera and like everything you're doing. Well, the thing I like about speaking on camera, like mm-hmm. Tim and Sid, their show is so sick because we were talking about this earlier. They download it as a podcast too yeah. every day, yeah. but it's on TV. <laughs> but they do it perfectly. Like I really like their setup, and like I guess most talk shows are like this now and you expect them to be now is like as they're talking they can pull up what they're speaking about tweets and whatnot yeah, in the background true. but Even when they have interviewers in the, on that tv too, yeah and right? they yeah. just throw the skype call or something or they give like little highlights as they're talking so but the job they do is so great is that you don't need that if That's you just true. listen to the podcast they still do a good enough job explaining it but they paint the picture for you, you yeah know? they do and i love that i think that's very important and i don't mm-hmm. know it's all about being a good storyteller yeah hey maybe I, he'll uh, share some of his tips with us yeah i, I know, maybe we'll speak to that i'll be like how like because I don't, I don't know. Because they start on radio too, right? So maybe that's where kind of mm-hmm. they, they have that that base there where they kind of had to do it, but without the the added visuals beforehand, so they're used to it. But it's impressive because it's not easy. I think it's not easy at all, and I just I think every show is like you could say these talk shows are all alike, but if you're actually interested in them and you know you enjoy what they're all about, they're all very different. Like mm-hmm. you know PTI, I love PTI. That was a classic one. They have that Canadian fellow, I forget his name. Yeah, the yeah, beard. You know what I'm talking about. But, yeah. but they had like a great uh, chemistry. They kind of went back at it. It was fun to watch. They yeah. had like a different screen set up and like they did their own thing. And like, you know, there's two sports guys doing talking on the same topics, but they're mm-hmm. doing it their own way. And I just think it's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. See, I said, I just said, <clears throat> Well, definitely again definitely well yeah. what see those are things we have to work on yeah and maybe yeah. we'll just address them on air you're right there's no practice like the present is that the same <laughs> i have no idea have but no it idea. is now we yeah. could we could start yeah. quoting that we should just no, start should. making quotes and acting like they're actual quotes i think before i always we were talking about this before i was like we were talking about doing something and i was like should we go back to the fact that we should definitely make sure that we have listeners in the first place <laughs> yeah i always wonder put out a fielder there we just say something absurd and if we don't have anybody like answering us yeah and like saying something then maybe you're like uh. wouldn't well, we could do it. Yeah. What if we just went on to say the most ridiculous thing ever? And it was so controversial. But then, like, we're, like, waiting around. Like, we're all nervous. We're tight-lipped, walking <laughs> around campus. Like, oh, man, it's about to go down. Everyone's <laughs> going to lose it. But then no one said a word. That would be the most because important it, thing. It's a lose-lose situation. You're either getting in trouble or nobody's listening. So it's just kind of like a bad stunt to pull. <laughs> yeah, but maybe, there's no hey, game from maybe it. Maybe in the outro today we just throw a little something. We just throw some. We just throw some. I don't even know. So stay tuned. But would that even be? I have no idea. I'm pretty non-controversial person. <laughs> we never talk about politics, and we never will in this show because that's no, just not I what it's not. about. But I just think this is a hilarious story. I so I tell this. I took like one time I didn't really know who to vote for. This was like the election before last or whatever, and I was I took a political aptitude test. Like oh yeah yeah my beliefs yeah, and whatever. Too, yeah. And you know it gives you like the chart and it has like the four yeah. quadrants and it puts you wherever. And I'm not joking. Like after I did it, it put me in the absolute middle. <laughs> I was the Y. I was like I was the axis. I was like, I was like, I don't. <laughs> I was literally, I was politically neutral. Was you might be the least controversial. Uh, that's not good though. Like, I, mean, I just feel like, am I not con? I've thought about this on the radio too. Yeah. Am I not controversial, or I just agree with anything you say? Like, what if you were like, I hate the Toronto Maple Leafs, and I was just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right. You're right. You know, you're right. right. <laughs> 
Is that, I don't know. Well, I'm not saying be controversial, but I think maybe stand up for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, you stand up for a lot, apparently. Yeah. Everything. That's why you're in the middle. I guess. Yeah. But that, but what do I, or do I stand up for a or lot for or stand for nothing. absolutely nothing? <laughs> I think, honestly, it might be more the latter sometimes. Because sometimes you just don't know where to go, especially with politics. Yeah. I feel like it doesn't matter what, like, there's just, it's just, I don't know. You're just, yeah. It's just, you know, no comment on it because it's just never going to make anyone happy. Well, maybe what happened is you literally answered the no comment one on every single one. And that's why I'm like, well, where we put this guy? I'm just putting like, I'm just putting E, like, how are your feelings <laughs> other? Yeah. Feelings are other. No, I actually remember though, like the questions were legit. It didn't have options where you could like right. not tell your feelings. And I, it was hilarious. <laughs> Anyways, it just, it's a great story. Really good. Um, folks, we're about four minutes away from this call in. Yeah. Do you think we should cut it off? Yeah. Maybe. So we yeah, can, so know, we can get shower some, and get ready. I, I quick shit. I might need to just do a couple shave. leg swings. <laughs> Just get up and like get just moving. Open up the hip flexor a little bit. Get ready to go. Well, not even just that. Just get the blood going. Yeah, yeah. 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 A couple jumping jacks. That'd be sweet. Squats. So, come right back. Hold on to the phone because I know you're not going anywhere. We have no commercials, no ad reads. So <laughs> if we're out of breath, you'll know why. Wait to our cool transition, and we're coming back, baby. Kids may apply. Yellow. Tim, welcome to the Lake Show. This is Hopsy and Salty. Thank you so much for doing this. Anytime, boys. Anytime. Yeah, we were we were saying we we uh, both loved watching you growing up, seeing you kind of come from the score all the way through to your awesome show now with Tim and Sid and uh, on Sportsnet, and uh, we just loved back in the day. You did a lot of coverage for U Sports in a way that we just didn't think was getting done, and I kind of stuck with us, and that was kind of the reason we gave you a shout out. So thank you so much for doing this. This is awesome. I never did never sing soccer or hockey, and I apologize for that, right? <laughs> no, it's maybe the next step. Uh, we'll work on it. We'll work on it. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, uh, maybe one day I'll do Miramichi uh, junior hockey, and then we'll get it covered. Oh, my God. Well, that, that that would be the dream right there. That Those were the glory days back then. <laughs> that, that's hilarious. I didn't know you were going to be throwing that out there. <laughs> <laughs> Never seen Harps uh, so speechless. Yeah, before. I was like, that's hilarious. I didn't know that name. Um, so, Tim, just I guess I don't know. We don't really have direction where we really want to go with this. We just wanted to have you on. We're huge fans. Um, we loved uh, just hearing how you've come yourself, kind of through the university ranks in Canada, and you know you got involved in media, and it just seems like you know you got a wicked job covering lots of awesome events, great sports, and you know you make us laugh, but you also uh, you know keep us informed on what's going on. Just kind of tell us a bit about your transition and your little story, I guess, on how you got to be where you are today. Uh, it'll be hard to encapsulate 20 years or you know, <laughs> older than that, 24 years in a little tight, tidy story. But I was like, I'm a failed athlete, right? Join the club. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you guys are a little bit better than I, but I was uh, kind of a jack-of-all-trades, master of none. And I'm old school, so we had a grade 11, 12, and 13 back in the day. I guess you guys would have called that a victory lap if it was... Uh, it was in your time, but grade 13 was a wonderful time. Unfortunately, I tore my ACL, broke my leg and separated my shoulder in grade 11, 12, and 13. And then I just said, All right, I'm going to focus on journalism at Carleton <laughs> where I went to school. And uh, I flunked out of that in a year. So <laughs> it didn't exactly work out. And I think I missed sports a lot, but I, I ended up, uh, I knew what I wanted to do. I, I grew up in a, a hockey football family. And um, I kind of always, I knew I wasn't good enough to play at any sort of level. And so I was like, how do I stay close to it? So I knew what I wanted to do. And I went to journalism and I ended up not exactly uh, lighting it up in the classroom. <laughs> but when I came home, I just started volunteering wherever I could. And I caught on to the score. 
that's awesome. Yeah, and talk about the score. You know, Harps and I were talking about it earlier too. It had that kind of, uh, it had that genuine feel to it. You know, when it had so many different stuff going on at the same time, and we grew up listening to it, guys like Cabby, Jerry D, you know, DJ, Art uh, Cal, James Sharman. You know, the list goes on and on. But how fun was it working in that environment, especially I, when you were starting out? I missed the score. Yeah. and JE Skeets, you know, with the basketball stuff too. Yep. That yeah. was an and awesome then, channel. Yeah. Yeah, all of them kind of got their start and were given free reign like you boys got in the late show. And, uh, and I think that's kind of why it worked out the way it worked out. No doubt. I, I remember too, you had like, it was, it wasn't even just that, it was, like you guys did all the highlights that other people mm-hmm. were offering, but you had like programs, like what was that show called? The Draft, where it was like, uh, you had like, yeah, who was going to... Yeah, yeah, like who's gonna be the next anchor? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like stuff like that was just different. Like it was yeah. just they did you did stuff that other stations just weren't doing, and I just it was so fun. And yeah, we were cuts. saying too, and, and and I feel like this this show you have with Tim and Sid is so cool too because like you know you it, it has like it's like a podcast, but then at the same time it's this talk show with your guys' complete own feel, and you know you throw up stuff on the on the screen that you're talking about as you talk about them. I just think it's you know it's been it's just been great to see. I don't know it all progress. I guess is what I'm saying. Not to give you too big you know, of a pat on the back. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I'll take it. Tires, please. I, I need it at this juncture of time. I'm getting old, bald, and fat. So, uh, the part that, like, you go to, you go to, um, you go to meetings and you go into boardrooms with people like corporations, and they talk about authentic and authenticity, and it's like this buzzword that people throw around, and it's really hard to get. And what the score gave people was the chance to do whatever they wanted. So people were authentic because they weren't trying to be what they were supposed to be. They were just being themselves. And I think that's the one thing that's carried Sid and I through like a podcast and then getting, you know, a radio show in Toronto and that radio show turning into a a national radio Mm -hmm. show on TV and then this shit. Like it's just, it's the authenticity and it's a lack of BS, at least I hope. Definitely. Even though we're not, you know, we're on at six o'clock, and it's kind of tough to kind of keep it uh, on the edge because you got a lot of kids watching. Right. But I think there's still some authenticity that I hope carries the show. And what's what's sad is that what you guys are talking about the score is so different. Being different was it was just authentic, like it was real. It wasn't pre-programmed kind of canned stuff, which is why you know, like I listened to your guys' podcast. And I thought, like, this kind of reminds me of where we were at at the score, where you just go on and you talk, and and you hope that you kind of refine something. Yeah. When I started, I was garbage, and I know it, right? Like, <laughs> oh, we listened to ours, yeah. I got a chance. 
I got a chance. Right. And then just, you know, you keep refining. Got to start somewhere anyways, is, right? Yeah, is there, is there anything that you missed like, from those score days when you guys were doing the podcast and the, you know, you, ha- you were on TV, but you're, it was mostly a radio show? Like, I remember the <laughs> the skit where Sid was doing the what's up with that and, like, the Halloween time where Vanka and Ken came in all dressed up and even, like, the stuff like Name That Wrestler. Is there anything you're kind of missing? I know you guys kind of throw it in here and there with the TV show, but it's a lot tougher. Is there anything you really miss that you'd want to be able to bring back? Yeah, I think Name That Wrestler is one of those things. Uh, countdown <laughs> to kickoff was right. another one that I particularly liked. Because uh, we got to stretch our legs, and we had rights to music. Nice. We no longer have rights to music because uh, you got to pay big money for that. Yeah, and we're yeah. Canadian television, so we don't pay big money for anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a lot of things. It's just more time, so you could stretch your legs a little bit. I know you guys get the same feeling when you're doing your show. You know, sometimes when you get the, the chance to stretch your legs, it can be difficult, and sometimes it's amazing because you end up peeling the onion back like five times and the sixth time is the one where the gold comes mm, and yeah. we don't really get that on TV anymore you get everything's pretty like you gotta tell the producers where you're going uh, otherwise they don't know what to cover you know visually so there's a lot it's like it's like a road map on TV you gotta tell everyone where you're going and on radio you just went yeah that's sweet well I think it's cool too talking to you. You know, you've had not, neither me or Salty have obviously had like that TV experience, but you know, just see how you got that start. And like you just mentioned, now it's like multi-platform. Your show it's on you know a bunch of different avenues. You can you know get a hold of it. So it's just I don't know. It's just awesome to see too. And I will say like what you were saying about how you still have. I think you and Sid do a great job. Like you guys, not that you have to be dirty or like you know watch what you say or anything like that, but like. You, know, you guys are good enough where you don't have to swear and talk, like, you know, mm-hmm. tell stories like that because I think you both bring to the table, you know, you guys compliment each other very well and, you know, you don't need that aspect. I think you two are good, just perfect in the realm you're on right now, honestly. I think you guys do a great job. <laughs> my, my favorite thing is, like, I'll say something that's supposed to be kind of guarded, kind of like, if you know what I'm talking about, you know what yeah. I'm talking about. <laughs> and hopefully my nine-year-old at home doesn't have any clue what I'm yeah. talking about. <laughs> yeah. And then Sid catches it and smashes it over your face. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. You didn't have to make the masturbatory joke. Like, just leave yeah. it alone. <laughs> it was kind of there for everyone to know. And then you just, so you're, what you're talking about is my left hand. No, stop. <laughs> Please, I don't want to explain this when I get home. Like, come on, man. But, uh, so, like, there's, you know, we used to just do that. And then now you kind of got to pull back a little bit and make sure that it's not uh, completely out there. But that's, that's kind of where the, the difference Yeah. When you're doing Jay Leno or you're doing Jimmy Fallon, it's, it's way different. And that's kind of how I look at our show, where you just kind of got to appeal to a, a bigger and more diverse audience uh, in all aspects, like age, uh, part of the country, all those things. Like, I know we're big in North Bay. But yeah. You got to make sure that you're good in New York and Saskatchewan, too. Yeah. Lloyd Minster or, uh, you know, Prince George. Like, you got to cover it all. Just to touch on that too, you know, it must be tough because you guys are in Toronto and obviously there's a lot going on with the Toronto sports world and stuff. 
and I, I've heard you guys kind of mention it during your broadcast uh, at that point too. Is is it tough not to talk too much about the Leafs or about the Raptors or about you know certain stuff going on in Toronto? Do you guys have a lot of backlash from around Canada? Because like you're saying, you're trying to you know talk about everybody and yeah. make everybody happy. How how is that balance and how tough is that? I got a good idea on it because I used to do play by play for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Yeah. And first off, the Hamilton perspective is really interesting because you're kind of sitting beside uh, the big city, like little brother. And yeah, and, and when I went across Canada, you know, I, I was on the score doing uh, Ticats play-by-play, and I'd talk to people, and they'd be like, you know, they called it the Toronto Sports Network, TSN was the yeah. Toronto Sports Network, <laughs> because they put so much time into it. And I've always been really cognizant of it, and I work way too hard on trying to make sure that we cover everything. But when you break it down, you know, like six million people live in the Toronto area. Absolutely, yeah. And the Leafs are the biggest team in the country, you could split Montreal up a little bit because you've got a French-speaking fan base and you've got an English-speaking fan base, as, mm-hmm. uh, as Salty knows. Yep. Um, and uh, and although I I took uh, grade eight extended French, nice. I still can't I can't find that uh, that balance uh, <laughs> with my with my French. But uh, there's there's like you you understand, and I think people accept like Raptors, Blue Jays, those are national teams now. Uh, so you're kind of cool with that, but hockey is really tough. And, you know, Toronto folk want you to talk about the fourth line, the backup goalie, and Calgary could care less about what's going on with the backup goalie, right? True. Like, they want to know about their third line or if they're going to get scoring from Jankowski and if they're going to get scoring from... And we're here, you know, trying to kind of do that balance without being disrespectful to any fan base. So it might, that, to be, to, like, to answer that question, that might be the hardest thing that we do. Right. Well, yeah, that's, that Canada is such a big country, though. There's so many interests, <laughs> yeah. so much going on. Like maybe not like, but like for uh, I feel like especially Sportsnet. You know, it's very like it's nationwide our sports coverage. Yeah. I feel like in the states, it's very like I don't know. It's very divided it's up, states, very specific, very like geographic their coverage. But ours is pretty much, you know, you kind of got to go across the board. Six teams, different leagues, and whatnot. But I, th- I, I think too, what you're saying too is like it's also difficult to gauge like what people think is funny. Because everything, like you said, too, right. touching back on to, like, right. everyone having different races, different beliefs, different whatever. Right. And that's just, like, I just think that it, it's amazing to see that. I don't know how your show has gone. I remember hearing when – how long has Tim and Sid been on? On TV five years, right, guys? Coming on the fifth anniversary? Is that- yeah. <laughs> For TV? I, I, I probably should know that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, I, I, I don't know. I do know that Sid told me I'm – terrible with dates and I just try and power through and do the best job that I can. I don't really worry about things like that. Um, but Sixero told me that we did score tonight on the score together and that was 2004 when it started. So that's 16 years ago we were wow. on national TV awesome. and then we went podcast, then we went radio. So there was like a bunch of different things because the score ran out of money that we had to do <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to, to kind of stay relevant. But, um, so I guess the last five years on TV, and we've been at Rogers or uh, Sportsnet since 2011. Where, where are you from? Like, I know, I know Salty's from Orleans. Where are you from? I'm from Calgary, actually. Oh, are you from Calgary? Yeah. yeah. Like Calgary proper or Calgary, like... Oh, uh, no, I'm from, no, like, right in Calgary, like, northwest Calgary, yeah. like, right by U of C, yeah. right by, like, Father David Bauer Arena, if anyone who's listening knows oh, where that is. So, yeah, I was lucky, though. Shout out to McMahon. That was my first job. I was a ticket taker. Uh, that, that, that was where I got to go in there. But 
and I've been lucky. I, I've lived in Lethbridge for a bit, went on to Miramichi, like you said, and now I've been here. So I've been done, done my tour of Canada, and I know I love it. So it's been, I've been glad to yeah, get out here. I, I said that because I know <laughs> that you kind of, um, you kind of got a taste of that. And, like, I love it out east. Like, out east, Unbelievable. you have a completely different sense of humor. Mm -hmm. You have, uh, you know, the people are so gregarious and so outgoing. Um, you know, like, it's a completely different feel. And you can go out west and get conservative if yeah. you want to be. Like, there's, there's so many different um, pockets in this country. There's so many different flavors in this country. And you kind of got to be cognizant of all of them when you're at a place like Sportsman. Oh, absolutely. It's just beautiful. You get to really touch to all of them. That's awesome, yeah. So, I, don't know if we, I don't know if we succeed at it. Oh, <laughs> well, I would say so, definitely. Yeah. Um, I do want to bring the conversation over a bit to youth sports as well, because I know you worked with uh, the Carlton Ravens. You know, you, you started there with your career in sport media and stuff like that. Um, and one of the big questions I like to ask too, especially, you know, again, mentioning Carlton Ravens, how do you think they would compete? I'm sure you get this a lot, but how do you think they compete in a bigger conference or even in the States? Um, you guys have uh, Dan Shulman on the show a lot, and you guys talk about the ACC yeah. or, you know, the big uh, conferences down there, even like, you know, the Madness. How do you think they would compete in that type of tournament? And um, also, you know, we'll get into a bit more of the youth sports in general afterwards, but just for the Ravens to start. Uh, Ravens, I, I think, and this is part of what pisses me off the most about sports in Canada. There's a lot of people who love sports who have no idea what they're talking about. Like, they would know, not know how good your guy's hockey program is. Mm -hmm. And, like, I mean, you got guys who are drafted to the NHL playing hockey at that level. Mm -hmm. And Carlton is the greatest example of it. Like, they beat major, like, major programs yeah. each and every year. And then someone will turn to me and go, wow, they're not playing everybody. And I say, you know, they're playing everybody. Mm -hmm. What's your next excuse? Like, there's always, like, we have an inferiority complex, and it's almost frustrating to be, to hear Canadians not feel like we can compete at the highest levels. So, I, I mean, for me, they're, if you put them in a mid-major mid conference, they would win the mid-major conference. Wow. And if you put them in a major conference, they'd be middle. And if you put them in the tournament, they'd win a couple games. And that would vary from year to year. Yeah. But the proof's in the pudding. Like, I don't know what website is that I mean right now, but there is. Martin Timmerman does this wonderful U Sports website where he chronicles all of the scores of all of the basketball teams, and you can see how they do against American counterparts. And they catch them early in the season. That's the one thing that I'll say is they do catch them early in the season. Mm -hmm. But like when you're beating teams that end up in the Final Four, like what are we talking about here? Like, Seriously, why would, even, yeah. why would we even consider that they couldn't compete at a level you know that is either you know, middle of the pack in a major conference or in the top of a mid-major conference. So, and I love NCAA sports. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like, people think I'm just stumping for Canadians. I'm not. Like, I love both sides of it. But I studied one of it, and people who don't don't want to listen to the guy who literally studies this, gives you facts, and you still want to repel it for some reason. I don't get it. I would love to see the Vanier Cup champion play a bowl against the yeah, team. That would be a great idea. Yeah. I've thought that before in my head too. That's has, has that ever happened? Has an Amer American ever played a Canadian team NCAA? Nah, no. Nah, the problem is because they play different rules. Oh, that's yeah, right. I always forget they play CFL rules in the in the U sports. Yeah. Yeah, Simon Fraser out west. Um, they played NAIA. Oh, that's right. I knew yeah. that. Yeah, and they gave out scholarships there, and uh, they were like middle of the pack, and then they ended up coming back. Canada. It was kind of like um, it was almost 
there, but not quite there. Yeah. And because you're know, only playing like Western Washington, I don't think like, you know, like real top level Canadian kids thought that that was a viable option. Because mm-hmm. if you might as well go to a Canadian school. Yeah. Or if you were good enough, you go to Michigan State or you go to Michigan or you go to. And, and I've always said, for me, like if you're going to those major schools in those sports, go right ahead. But there's so many really good schools in Canada. Mm-hmm, and I think sure. there's a lot of kids that understand that. And like every, every OHL, WHL kid knows they're getting a better education if they want it in Canada than anywhere else in, you know, unless you're going to Ivy League schools. Mm-hmm. Like you can get a great education in Canada. So that, that's kind of where I, why I stumped so much for Canada and because the level's way better. And I know I'm talking to a soccer player and a hockey player, so <laughs> you're probably going to be a little biased, but <laughs> I wish more people would listen. So what would you think would be the next step for you sports? It'd be trying to, you know, grab a bit more attention or get the people in the stands or maybe even have it on some type of network or something. Do you think there's anything there for it? There is, but you got to unite all the schools and that's the hardest part because True. we're going back to the same conversation that we had about um, Sportsnet. And now you got an AD in, um, in Quebec City and an AD, um, you know, uh, in Fraser Valley trying to do the same thing. And it just mm-hmm. doesn't work. And I think that's the biggest challenge right now. Like, North Bay's market is completely different from Sault Ste. Marie, never mind what you're going to get at UFC or what you're going to get, you know, at UBC. So the the job of uniting all of those is so hard, and you'd be shocked how many people are just trying to get 5 and $10 out instead of saying, let's all invest because it might end up being pretty damn good for all of us yeah um, and I think that's that's the biggest the biggest thing is uniting everybody and then having everyone say okay we're gonna have the foresight to give up 10 years because we might build something here absolutely I think that that's I, we always try to ask this question to like different people and get their perspective and I guess we always we'd always be like oh it's got to start from the grassroots and build up but I, I actually what you said they're like uniting like it yeah, is true sure. you have to you know, sort of band together and make a definitely more of like a movement. If everyone was trying to, you know, really trying to embrace their own community they had, really get that to be more embraced. And then, you know, I guess band together as, as leagues and then youth sports as a whole, really. I, I, the way you just said yeah. that, I guess I never really thought about that yeah. way. It's, it can't be like yeah. a rival with a promotion of the league against other schools. Like, no, and, yeah. no. And, and, and the other part is you can't put <laughs> stuff on TV when there's, like, if there's 100 people in the stand because you're trying to charge 20 bucks a ticket, you're doing 100%. everyone a disservice, right? Like, yeah. pack the joint. Like, I will never watch anything that I don't think people are paying their good money to see. Mm-hmm. And if, if there's only 100 people there, then why would I watch it, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, Laurentian did a wonderful job of packing the gym. It became an atmosphere. Like, let's be honest. We go to sports to have a good time. Like, mm-hmm. I love watching the little things in sports, but I know I'm in the minority. Like, just give people a good time. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think I think more people will show up. When more people show up, there's events in the United States, and I won't name them because someone will get pissed off at me. <laughs> but you know people are only there for the party. 100%. Like, how many people are at the Kentucky Derby because they love horses? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know exactly. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they're there because they want to party. Mm-hmm. You know, like... Uh, I was going to chop Julian Edelman, but I probably shouldn't. But, <laughs> you know, like there, there's a bunch of events like that, and I think that U Sports should do a better job of doing that. But 
there's so many obstacles in the way that I feel like I've been concussed, banging my head against the wall, <laughs> yelling and screaming about things like that. <laughs> for sure. Uh, for your, so, but for yourself, you're still kind of working with youth sports, and you've done an amazing job covering Vanier Cup, and you've also worked with the basketball. Uh, uh, with I think it's the Elite Eight or the Final Four, am I, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, final eight, yeah. Yeah, final eight, yeah, and you've... Or you sport final eight, I just put yeah. $5 in the jar. Yeah. <laughs> um, how fun is that for you to come back and kind of go towards more of the grassroots of where you started and, and call those games? Because I was talking here with our head coach of basketball, and he said every year, you know, he listens in and he, he tunes in and listens to you talk, and he says how uh, impressive it is for you to know every single detail from these players and you, and how much you, you know, you do the study and the, uh, all the work behind the scenes, so... Do you mind just yeah. kind of putting us uh, an idea of, of what that behind-the-scenes work is and how fun it is for you to go back there? Yeah, so I, when I was 16, I lost my older brother. My brother played at Western. He played football at Western. And I remember watching tape of CH in, in Hamilton. He used to do a game of the week in the OUA. And I remember how much the video of those games meant to me watching them back. And I always really tried to keep that in the back of my mind. And it wasn't for, you know, the executives who might give me Raptors play-by-play or the executives at TSN saying, is this guy good enough to do CFL play-by-play? I never did it for any of that. I did it because I wanted to honor my brother, I wanted to honor my family, and I wanted to make sure that every kid that stepped on the floor felt like I knew enough about their situation and their family so that they could have this moment forever because for a lot of you know athletes in youth sports there's not a lot of opportunity once it's done uh there's a few joel wards you know there's a few uh laurent duvernay tardifs who go on yeah. and yeah. a super bowl uh and get a doctor but <laughs> yeah. um, most most guys are going to be a, a teacher in orleans uh so yep. you know <laughs> awesome and i think i speak for all the esports athletes when we say thank you for that and appreciate it. and even thank you for doing this with us because having you you know say miramichi or orleans you'd like to yeah that's pretty that cool to hear you know you us. know your stuff i like that you know your like your homework there <laughs> yeah. i think that is really cool though too because like i don't know my, i played five years here at nipsing my 
parents never came out once to saw me so the relationship to me being playing was through you know our commentators yeah. and stuff and the commentators right. of the league so that was really cool hearing you say that because that obviously resonates with me really well sure. having been in the shoes of an athlete in that instance so no that was really cool absolutely that was awesome and uh, if you do i don't know how much time you have tim we don't want to keep you on too long if you have a couple more minutes i got a couple more my boss is waiting for me but who gives it late <laughs> well you just tell us you just give us the signal <laughs> don't, don't don't let up yeah don't don't look don't uh, make sure there's no downloads from the Sportsnet building, okay? Yeah, no, we just we just wait, we just want to hope there's some downloads, yeah. right? You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just kind of going back now towards your career and like where you're on TV and, and what you're doing. Was there ever like an aha moment where you felt like, wow, like we made it? Whether it was with you and Sid or just yourself? Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's been a ton of them. Like, yeah. Uh, we had Mark Messier and on the show once, yeah. and he walked in. He knew the show, mm-hmm. and for me, like Messier was one of my dudes. Like yeah. I'm, a, I'm kind of like I said, I was a jack of all trades. I played hockey my whole life. My dad played some minor pro, but I was garbage. I was like a double A at best player my whole life, and you know, like I, Messier and Probert were kind of my guys. So you could tell what kind of player I was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, um, so when he came in the studio and he knew the show, and like, hey Tim, hey Sid. Uh, blah 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 bike and, and started talking about the show. I was like, flip it, flip me up. We had Gretzky on a remote once, and we were talking the day before about um, what had happened with FIFA and how um, kind of was being exposed as being yep. corrupt. Remember that. And and Gretzky comes on and he goes, he goes, hey Tim, wh- what's going on with FIFA? Are they gonna get anybody? <laughs> and I was like, oh my god! Like Wayne Gretzky just said to me. Like uh, you referenced the show, you know, like so you're I'm, you're his source of information. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like and, and and you know, like you just watch these guys on TV. Uh, Bobby Orr was really a trip. He came in the studio, um, and he was kind of like, you know, our best buddies in a hurry, and that was like a complete nutter trip. Um, Lennox Lewis um, was wow. an aha moment for me, just because you know, the heavyweight world champ shake the guy's mitts and like I've been around I've been around athletes my whole life and you I like I shook this guy's hands and I was like dear god like <laughs> this is different than any other you know what I mean like yeah. I, I had guys who you know who played in uh, the ECHL and would come home and would ask me if I'd grapple with them on the ice so that they could get ready for next year like you know, <laughs> like I knew guys that had some serious terms and it was nothing compared to Lennox Lewis. So there's like a few of those, like I'm, I'm trying not to name drop, but for me, that was like eye opening and just, yeah. just you say Yeah, I was gonna say name drop as much as you want. This is awesome, just listening to it. <laughs> we yeah. had uh, Darren Turcotte, one of the coaches here at Nipsing, and he was name dropping of like yeah. through his career and stuff, and that was awesome just hearing some of the stories from back then. So yeah, we love that. Yeah, just just know that you're you're telling all these stories about Bob Yor, and then we're gonna be like, but we interviewed Tim McAuliffe. Exactly. People ask us. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we're gonna say. It won't get you as far. I'm gonna tell you that right now. Don't, but don't, don't say that to me. Really, you can relay my stories about Bob Yor and exactly. Mark Messier. Yeah, it'll be kind of like we interviewed him then, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, keep plugging away. You never know. All I do is answer Instagram. Yeah, we, we're so that's sorry perfect. about that. I, we wanted to ask about is that like is that rude? Is that not polite to do? No, like, that's fine. No, that's completely <laughs> fine. Uh, I don't know how many people actually go through the requests and see what they have. 
like I, I, every once in a while I'll respond to DMs just because I feel like, listen, when we started our podcast, social media was awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone was out to try and have, you know, an experience that they wouldn't get anywhere else. Yeah. Now everyone's a douchebag. Yeah. And they're trying to yell and scream louder than the next person. Right. And they feel like the only way they can get attention is to troll. But if someone asks me a legit question, like, or brings up a legit point uh, or counterpoint to something I'm saying, every once in a while I like to respond and just show people that, like, we're real dudes, we're real people, we love talking about sports. And if someone over there, like, you guys trying to just do something, like, I think it's real. You know who's awesome at it is Cabby. Like, Cabral Richards gives oh, wow. his time all the time. And so he kind of inspires me to do more and when you guys are U-Sports athletes, I figured, well, there's one that's right up my alley that's probably it. So feel free to slide into anyone's DMs. I'm not going to say that you're going to get results, uh, just like real life, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. We appreciate you answering and doing this for us, man. It means a lot. And like I said, you know, mentioning at the start, at the top of the show, it was just, it's kind of a, it's an honor because, you know, grew up listening to you and having... Uh, you on the TV for so many years, and now being able to talk to you is, is huge. Yeah, it was, so this was an awesome opportunity. You're the man, and uh, we had a great time talking yeah, to you. Thank you so much. Well, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't let you guys close out the show or, or Salty go off and start teaching uh, the next generation without coming on the show. So I appreciate what you guys are doing. Honestly, I listened to a couple shows. I think you're doing pretty well. Um, and, and keep up the good work and keep plugging away because uh, sometimes it's fun. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Thank and hopefully so one day we'll uh, cross paths again. All right, boys. Thanks for having me. Take Thank care. You, Thank you so much, Tim. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back from that. That was fun, Salty. That was cool. Yeah, I think I'm still speechless, to be honest yeah. with you. That was, that's pretty that special. was pretty cool. He really caught us off guard when he started like saying facts of our lives, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, you can tell how good he is his job. He comes on for an interview for someone else's show. and He knows no. more about us than he knows more about our own show than we do. Yeah, we, yeah. Had, a, we had a page of notes here, and kind of just as soon as he said that, I, I just kind of blacked out, to be honest with you. Yeah, no, that was awesome. Yeah. I, I know what, and I hope you folks enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, as much as we did. When I have, like, we had Ivanka on that one time. We only had her for a 15-minute window, and we yeah. didn't really know what to expect having him call on. And, um, yeah, it worked out pretty good, I think. I had a good time anyways. Yeah, and awesome. Just a genuine guy. You could tell he yeah. actually enjoys sports. When he talks, he enjoys the, you know, he just used sports. Mm-hmm. He, he cares. He went off and talked about what he thinks he could do because you can tell he thought about it before. You know what yeah. I mean? He, like, he really cares, and it but, was awesome. And you can tell he's good at what he does. And you know, he starting in 2004 on national TV, like he said, think about that. That would have been like right when Facebook was created, yeah. like right when social media really started. He's been through that whole wave and he's kind of he's found a niche for it. He's being he's doing he's successful, yeah. You know, him, <laughs> Sid, Tim and Sid are on to something over there, and yeah. no, we had a good time. And I always forget that when you I always it's Tim and Sid, I always forget that it's like Sportsnet's Tim and Sid, right? Yeah. So I was laughing when he's like, Yeah, I probably should stop talking before it starts like gas. <laughs> But no, he was awesome, and honestly, yeah, he was cool. he he wanted to talk a lot more than I thought. I thought he was going to be on there for ten minutes. Yeah, and he t- yeah, just taking the time to do that. For yeah, us, uh, it was huge. So I hope everybody else enjoyed it as much as we did. And um, yeah, that was that, you that know what that awesome. was so that was the episode, folks. Yeah. We're not going to push any further. <laughs> yeah. um, we had a good one there. Uh, we're going to keep pumping out more interviews. We hope to get a couple more fun ones before the semester is over. Definitely. But um, we love this show. We love this hollowed institution. Mm-hmm. This place. This glorious, illustrious place of learning we love it dearly we bleed blue and green folks this is the lake show what else do you want to know signing out is young hopsy and salticus stay salty bye now